Today's episode of the Gaucho 9 Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen. All locations in Goleta and Santa Barbara are open, so please head on over to Kyle's and enjoy a tasty burger while enjoying the Santa Barbara sunshine. Okay, on today's episode, we got a taxi squad update. This is an exciting one for me because we get to talk to Kyle Nelson and Dylan Tate who are in the fray. They're in the thick of things on the taxi squad, kind of a unique situation for for those guys. Uh, We also sit down with Peter Maris, who is in Southern California, but Rule 5 draft pick with the Giants, and he is a phone call away from being uh, somewhere playing baseball this summer. So we're a quarter of the way through the season, and we thought it'd be a good time to catch up with these guys and see how things are going for them. So here we go. We got Peter, Dylan, and Kyle on this episode of the Gotcha 9 podcast. Here we go. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts this to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. And Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Here's the 0-2 pitch. And a curveball is swung on him. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Midwest. Okay, our guest today on the Gaucho 9 podcast, he hails from Laguna Niguel, and I believe that's where he is sitting right now in Laguna Niguel. He was a Gaucho from 2011 to 2015. He signed as an undrafted free agent in 2015 with the Tampa Bay Rays, and then he was a Rule 5 draft pick for the San Francisco Giants in 2018. In his minor league career, he has played 406 games, most recently in AAA with the Sacramento Rivercats. In his Gaucho career, 166 games, he had a 257 career average, he had five homers, had 70 RBIs, stole 23 bases, and he had 146 career hits. Please welcome to the Gaucho 9 podcast, Peter Maris. Pete, what's up? Kev, how are you, man? Thank you for having me. This is uh, this is cool. This is my podcast debut. No podcast better debut. way to spend it with you. And I appreciate that. And uh, first time using Zoom, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm not tech savvy, so I, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm uh, just going to compensate and adjust just like uh, Coach Checkets would say. That's right. So, you know, just do it on the fly and uh, let's get it. You're just a, you're just a baseball player. Just a ba- baseball grinder. guy. Self-proclaimed grinder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, explain this Rule 5 draft pick. For, for the listeners because yes. it's a it's an interesting thing and it comes with you know because you're on a team it's not like you're a free agent or anything or an amateur you're you're on a team. yeah so I I didn't know anything about it you know in college or you know even like my first year of Pro Bowl and it's what it is is a draft within the whole minor leagues and I think there used to be different rounds, but now it's just a triple-A phase and a major league phase. And for college guys, you have to be 
you have to play four years in the minor leagues. And if you're a high school guy, you have to play five years to be eligible. So it was my fourth year and uh, I actually got Tommy John surgery and I, uh, the Rays did not protect me. So I was fair game to uh, whoever wanted me. And the Giants had the eighth pick in the minor league phase and I was selected. And did you have any well, idea that you were going to get picked or what did it just come out of the blue? Going into the season, I knew it was my rule five draft year eligibility year and i had a feeling i had a good shot because you know i could play everywhere i could swing it you know all the all the stuff that teams would want and i had a good year and then in august i tore my ucl and it was kind of a blessing in disguise and i thought you know maybe i could get drafted maybe not because of the injury and the Giants, they took me. So I I had a feeling, but I also had some doubts as well because of my uh, surgery. So, you know, and it, and it happened to be the Giants. So it worked out. So when you're picked as a Rule 5, it comes with some stipulations. Like they can't just pick you and stick you in single A for a whole year. Is that right? Uh, no, I think you have to, you know, I don't really know the rules. I'm still (laughs) learning about it. And it was, it's different because I was, I was rehabbing. So I spent the first half of the year in Arizona at the spring training complex, rehabbing my arm and then, um, finished my rehab in single a in uh, high a San Jose and, uh, and then got shipped off to double A and ended in triple A, but I do not know the rules on all that rehab or, you know, what, what's the process is, you know, with that kind of stuff. And I don't want to, it's just way too much, <laughs> too much information. I'd rather just play, there, but there you yeah. go. Well, and you did some of that rehab uh, in Santa Barbara as well. Cause I remember you were, you're doing stuff in cage or you're coming out early using the field, you know, cause it was not only, uh, because as a as a as an infielder, when you got your arm, like it's it's not only getting your arm back into shape, but it's it's making sure that your legs are good to go too, and your agility and being an infielder, like all that stuff, it, it's kind of all encompassing. Exactly. Yeah, I try to you know stay in shape, and uh, you know it was cool because the Tampa Bay when I was with them, I started started the rehab rehab process with them, and they uh, they let me go back to school and uh, finish up and do rehab, rehab down in, uh, Goleta. And, uh, you know, I got to use the facilities over at UCSB and it, it worked out perfect. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a good experience, even though it was rehab. <laughs> so then, so in 2019, you played a full year, you started in single A, finished rehab, got bumped up to double A and then finished the year in triple A, mm-hmm. but spent most yes. of the year in double A. Uh, yes. And so fast forward to 2020, this weird year that we're all experiencing, and you're kind of in this weird bracket of players where you're kind of on the outside looking in, but you're still a phone call away. And the Giants, your current team, they've had their struggles of late. So going into the year, so probably back like December, January, February, you're like, 
you know, I could probably spend some significant time and maybe get an invite to big league camp. Was that the thought? That was the thought. Um, I thought I had a good chance. Um, I ended my season well and, uh, you know, I, I felt healthy and that's kind of what I wanted to, to end the season with, with my arm feeling great and, you know, getting back into that, you know, shape of being able to play every day. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I was going to get a big league invite and uh, have a good shot at not cracking the team, but, uh, you know, making my way into that, into the big leagues this year. And, uh, you know, this whole thing happened, but, you know, I mean, no one really can predict that. So, so, so what have you done this summer? Like, so what were you being told? So when spring training was shut down, what were you I being think, told like in <laughs> April and May and, and then going up, like, did you think you might have a shot to get in the taxi squad? I did. So the whole April, it was kind of chaos. I don't think anyone really knew what was going on, but I, I stayed ready. Um, and I thought, I don't even know when the taxi squads came out a month ago, a month and a half ago, maybe two. Um, and, you know, I thought I had a chance because um, there were 60 guys, so 40 man. They were going to go, and then that leaves 20 spots. And I assumed it was going to be 10 pitchers and 10, 10 position guys, and, you know, I, my, my chances were good, um, I thought. And they didn't, they didn't select me, um, but, you know, I'm still – they've told me I'm still – like, stay ready, you know, um, still a phone call away, like you said, and uh, I'm doing everything I can to, to stay ready and stay in shape and not sit on the couch too much. So, so what, what's been like a routine? What kind of routine have you settled in as far as being in baseball shape? Uh, you know, every day I, uh, I play catch with my dad. My dad's been my biggest coach, my biggest partner so far in this quarantine. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we play catch every day. And then uh, we'll go down to this facility and uh, we'll go, we'll hit in the cage. Um, and then we will, or I will work out, get after it, you know, do some conditioning, all the good stuff. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much my day every single day. And uh, except for Sundays, kind of give it a rest day. So, so I'm just staying ready, trying to make it competitive as I can, trying to use the machine, crank it up. Um, see some velo trying to stay stay ready it's kind of hard you know with the whole quarantine uh trying to face pitchers you know that i know some guys have been able to but i feel like most guys haven't and you know that's just part of it uh, it's hard to get out there and face some guys but you know i'm trying to make make the most of it which i think i have that's good to hear but this i just was remembered of this uh, or reminded of this and correct me if I'm wrong, but did you play in the minor league championship or the minor league final last summer? Last yeah, I I got a ring last year. <laughs> um, that was awesome, man. I so AAA national champion. Yeah, tell tell us about that. So AAA national champs with the uh, River Cats. Yes, uh, it was out in Memphis. It was actually really cool. Um, so it was in Memphis and we were there for three days. Um, and the day before the game, I had a birthday. So I just turned 26 and 
and then the next day we had the game and it was actually against another another gaucho uh yeah. kyle nelson and uh we uh we we beat them 4-0 i i hit a home run um in the sixth inning i believe and uh had some birthday chance uh, running around the bases, and uh, I'm glad I didn't hit again because I would have had to face Nelly, and I do not want to face him. And he pitched really well, and it was cool because after the game, we uh, we hung out and got to chat and socialize a bit, and uh, and that was that. But it was fun, man. It was you know I got I got a ring. I haven't gotten it yet, but it's it looks really cool. Um, excited for that and my last hit this season was a home run so you know i ended on a ended on a good note yeah cap it off you got you got that to build off of for whenever you get back exactly. on the field next i'm ready <laughs> yeah that, that's that's exciting uh it's it's been fun tracking you throughout your your minor league career and it's it's just great to see like kids like you players like you rebound after a Tommy John stint because I'm sure you didn't really expect that to happen that was probably the last thing on your mind no being not, an infielder not at all um you know I've, I've had some ups and downs and uh it's it's a challenge man it's a grind and I I love every part of it um you know I I've been an underdog pretty much my whole life not drafted I've always had a chip on my shoulder and you know, it just it makes me work even harder and wants, I want to be the best and, you know, I'm going to out-compete every single person. So it's cool, man. I'm, you know, I'm almost there. So we'll see what happens. I'll be ready. Well, I think, uh, yeah, you're going to be ready. I'm, I'm pretty confident. Pretty confident that PD's yeah, going to be good. ready. Either, yeah, you, you said it, you play all the positions and yeah. we're learning more and more at the big league level how important that is and especially yeah, it's with huge. especially yeah. yeah the giant system um you know playing all positions i mean you see it in their lineup every night you got someone different playing you know short second third and you know i, I don't want to play outfield again that's how i i hurt my arm but you know <laughs> if they stick me out there i won't mind it yeah, it's in the big league so you'll probably take it yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll do it. I'll catch, you know, put me, put some gear on me. Well, and your left-handed bat too. And you've shown a little, little power. You've shown yeah. a little power in the minor leagues. You had 28 home runs in the minor leagues. Yeah. I like to, I like to flirt with the, the power a little bit. Um, you know, even though I'm a little, little small guy, I can, I can still put it over the fence. Uh, so you know, it's. I think as time goes on, my power numbers have gone up. You know, I'm only getting stronger. So, and the swing feels good. And uh, yeah, you know, ready. We'll keep keep grinding, and we'll keep grinding for you and along with you, Pete. Uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, taking the time in between workouts uh, to be on the Gosh Nine Pod. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks for having me. This is cool. It really is. All right, that's Peter Maris. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Okay, sitting here with Dylan Tate, 
Dylan is uh this is the second time guest. Second time on the pod. You were on the the debut pod. How about that? Yeah, it's uh good to be back on here and um I'm glad to just uh give some insight about what's going on and just give some updates about the things that have been happening. Last time we talked to you, it was sometime in May and you were in a car in Southern California and now you are at your apartment in Baltimore. So I guess to kick things off, like how did it get to that point? So when did you know that there was going to be a season happening and that you were going to be on the roster? Uh, I want to say it was late June is when things started to pick back up and, um, went down to Baltimore and was getting after it in camp with uh, the rest of the guys and fighting for a roster spot. And uh, it was my first, my first scrimmage out there against the guys. Uh, I was up there in my second inning and uh, I was throwing to Pat Vileka and I threw him yeah. a 3-2 three -two, three -two sinker inside and he shot it back up the middle and I couldn't get out the way and it hit my, uh, it hit my elbow and, uh, that, that sidelined me for two weeks. So I had been doing rehab during the entire camp basically. And I wasn't able to throw a ball, uh, during that time. So I continued to finish up my rehab at the alternate site, which we have at Bowie, uh, which is only about 45 minutes away from Baltimore. So finished up my rehab down there and I started a throwing program and um, I'm back on the mound now in action and I'm building my way back up. Yeah. So this, so you get, you get plunked on a, on a laser comebacker and I was in, I think I was in San Diego or had just gotten back from hanging out with uh, Matt Harvey and Ryan Bob, and they sent me the video of, like, did you see what happened to Tate today? And and I saw it, and I was like, oh, man, like, what horrible timing. <laughs> what horrible timing in this, like, shortened summer camp season. Like, that's got to be a bummer. But it sounds like you're in good spirits and, and you're ready to roll, like, when your name gets called. Right. And ultimately, that's all I can do. I feel like me, me being in a negative mind state isn't really going to serve me. And that's not going to lead me in the direction that I want to go. So all I could really do with it is be positive about it and continue to keep working. So des describe, uh, describe this taxi squad situation, because this is new for everybody. And I'm I'm kind of excited to have this on the podcast because it's it's not minor league baseball. It's not major league baseball. It's just kind of this this interesting middle ground, if you could call it that. But yes. Bo but Bowie, you're familiar with Bowie cuz you you played there in the minor leagues, so there's somewhat some familiarity with that, right? Yeah. So the the taxi squad is typically something that they do at the end of the season. They they do it around September. And they get a pool of guys together um, that are available uh, for a call-up in the event that something happens with any of the current guys on the 25 or 
now 26-man roster. So now basically that pool is bigger with the, uh, the shortened season going on with these 60 games that we have. So it's a 60-man pool, and guys are in buoy, and guys are just working every day. Uh, typically, typically, you got the pitchers that do our thing, uh, stretch, throw, lift, and then there's a sim game, and uh, that way guys can still get some, you know, relatively game-like at-bats and in a game-like situation. So that's basically the rundown of what guys are doing every day in this taxi squad. In another taxi squad, typically in the 162-game season, it's probably, it's probably a pool of like four guys, four or five, and then at least pitchers. And then they might keep a couple position players just on reserve, but that's usually at the spring training site at the end of the year. And um, it, that's only for like two weeks, three weeks max. So this is, the, this is a little bit different just because we have 60 guys and, um, you know, you're so is dealing it, with is it, is it 60 guys in the taxi squad or is it 60 guys including the major league roster? It's 60 guys including the major league roster. So it's going to be, you know, another 40 down at the site. Um, and so you, got, you got a whole you got a whole team there. Basically, yeah, it's an entire team. A lot of AAA guys, um, few guys that are just uh, drafted and they're getting work because you know they they're not really going to get that same environment back at home. So they've provided that somewhat close to game like environment here at Bowie. Yeah, that's wild. So. I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I bet it's kind of like fall ball in college. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Minus <Mine is> class. <laughs> so, yeah, just playing inner squads and, and probably keeping you on like, a, so you're, they're probably inner squatting like every day and just like the, the big league team, right? Exactly. Wow. So... Was there? Did the Orioles get postponed for for a couple games uh, earlier on when when the Marlins were had an outbreak and, and stuff like that? Uh -huh. Yeah, they did. So once that happened, a couple of games got canceled. Um, Phillies got shut down because they had just finished playing them, and we were getting ready to play the Marlins, so those games got canceled. And they had to wait for um, they had to wait for the the spit test uh, to get back from the Marlins players, and they were trying to they were trying to figure out what was going on. And I think there was something like a uh, a false positive test, um, something along those lines. But the series ended up uh, resuming. So guys uh, guys got back out there, but they've been. They've been playing really good baseball, man, and um, they have. Yeah, it's it's been cool to see in this in this sixty game uh, season. Anything is up for the taking. Yeah, you, even the Marlins, like the Marlins, go down. They've played three games. They take eight days off, or something like that, and then they come out and win five straight. <laughs> and meanwhile, the Orioles are sitting there in second place after, you know, 
let's face it, it was a rough year last year, but they're right up there doing their thing and in the thick of it. And that's pretty cool. And we want to see, we want to see Dylan Tate out there contributing, right? I definitely want to be back out there and, uh, it's, it's going to be competitive getting back out there, but you know, that's the name of the game. And that's exactly what I signed up for it is to play with the best. And the fact that those guys are playing good baseball and me still fighting for a spot and it, all it is, is it's just more competition and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I want to get my foot in the door and get up there and, say what I have to say when I get on that, that rubber. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and just taking it one day at a time right now. Yeah. So when the, when the big league team was shut down, was Bowie shut down as well? Was it a, like from top to bottom, did you guys all stop or did you keep working during that, that weird week? I was definitely still working during that week. Uh, Bowie was still up and running. They had just shut down the big league club uh, only. So thankfully I was able to keep going and there wasn't any breaks in the work. That's good. And you guys are only playing each other. So like you don't play like a taxi squad from another team. It's just strictly restricted to yourselves, I guess. Yeah. It's just, it's just only scrimmaging against our guys. And for some that's, that's kind of difficult because you know, they, they feed off of that adrenaline and seeing another team in another Jersey. And, you know, for some guys that is, that's like one of the main uh, sources of energy that they get is that adrenaline rush when they're playing. So some of the guys are, uh, I would say, I don't want to say lax about everything, but it, it's just not as game-like for them in these current situations. Yeah, that's hard. I think for an athlete, especially when you get a season taken away from you and then you get stuck in this weird situation where you're not playing competitive, you know, it's still competitive, but you're not playing another team. And there's probably guys who've never really experienced that a bit. If you're uh, at least, or maybe not in a while, you know, like I remember like high school, like if you're coming straight out of high school, you probably aren't playing full scale scrimmages against each other unless it's a, an enormous high school, right? And then it's like JV playing varsity. I don't know. Like that's not what my high school is like. So if you're coming straight out of high school, like you probably don't have that experience ever. So maybe like another reason why college is such a great route is because you have this, you have that experience in your back pocket already. True. Uh, and for some, at least for me, I was one of those people that really benefited from the college experience. Some, some guys are ready to go out of high school and I applaud those guys because it, it really does take a mature and talented player to be able to make that big of a jump coming out of high school being 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Okay, so today we we jumped on early. I'm I'm I got up early for this. I'm I'm happy I did. I'm not complaining. Uh but what's your what's your schedule like for today? Schedule today, um heading in around twelve thirty, uh do my little 
COVID test and stretching at 1.30, play catch, condition, and I would usually work out, but I'm not working out today. Uh, getting on the mound tomorrow. So relatively short day today and getting on that bump tomorrow and going to get after it. Tomorrow, is it, a, is it a scrimmage or is it a bullpen or is it competitive? What, what do we got? Uh, it's a sim game, simulated game, um, live BP. Uh, yeah, and I think I'm throwing – I'm probably going to throw 30 pitches. So probably that's two innings right there. And um, already kind of planning things out, I'm probably going to go primarily fastball changeup, actually, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> already already thinking about pitch selection. Already, yep. That's great. Visualizing it, throwing strikes, hitting corners. Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this, was, this was great to get caught up, and we hope to see you in an Oro uniform before the season is over and hopefully the Orioles do well. It's tough division with the Yankees, but Red Sox pitching staff is down. Blue Jays. I don't know. Blue Jays are exciting. I haven't really followed them much, but I know that they're playing at Buffalo, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. So, and, and the Ray, the Rays are tough as well, but Orioles, at least so far, they're, they're right in the thick of things. So thanks for the time deal and, and best of luck. Cannon. Thank you, man. Always. All right. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Uh, that's Dylan Tate. Uh, good luck, and uh, we'll see you out there soon. All right, man. Thank you, Cannon. See you, man. Okay, next up on the Gaucho Nine podcast, we got a left-hand pitcher. He was a pretty good one in a Gaucho uniform. He played at UCSB from 2015 to 2017. He was a member of the College World Series team in 2016. 15th round pick of the Cleveland Indians. And in his Gaucho career, pitching 73 games, 197 innings pitched, he accumulated 188 strikeouts. He only walked 58 batters. He had a 2.96 ERA, 16 and 7 record with 12 saves. And in his minor league career, most recently pitching in AAA with the Columbus Clippers, uh, he's accumulated a 13 and 7 record in 96 games. He has 17 saves, 176 strikeouts, and 122 innings pitched, and a .96 WHIP. Please welcome to the Gaucho Nine Pod, Kyle Nelson. Kyle, greetings. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Of course. So we, we were just talking about it before I reeled that off, but you were a stat guy. So I think I wrote down the wrong number for how many walks you have in your pro career. Do you know how many you have exactly? Oh, man. I do not know exactly, but I think it's somewhere in the 30s. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in the 30s, in <laughs> I don't know the exact number though. No, in a, in 176, uh, sorry, 122 innings. So, in any case, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, not quite Bieber status, but you're getting there. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be on that that level, huh? 
these so, days. So I guess since I brought up Bieber, just real quick, because you guys are pitching on the same team mm-hmm. and have pitched together in college and pitched together in the minors, and you guys are boys in the off season, um, mm-hmm. working out together. But he has been absolutely electric this year. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's been really incredible to watch, honestly. Um, but definitely not surprised. Um, I mean, the dude's good. He's always been good. Um, and I think the most impressive thing is his stuff has gotten better every single year, but he's still maintained that elite command. So he's always had that as we saw like throughout college and his minor league career, just he would dominate the strike zone, you know, throw three pitches. And now he's got like five pitches he's thrown for strikes and they're all like above average for sure. Um, the the curve the knuckle curve is is, is outrageous yeah <laughs> i remember like the first when he he came back from his first like he, the year he got drafted right the 2016 season and he went played in the short season and he pitched super well i think that's when he developed the curveball and he came back you know to santa barbara and we were training in the off season throwing and he he broke it out and i was like where the hell did that come from <laughs> <laughs> Just pulled that out of your back pocket. Um, but, I mean, yeah, ever since, like, we saw that person, like, dude, that, that's a legit, legit breaking ball. And um, it's gotten even better, harder and sharper. And, like, now it's one of the best pitches in baseball. Um, yeah. So that's he, really, really cool. He's been really fun to watch. And, and your career has been fun to watch as well because your stat lines are kind of similar. And, and the Gaucho fans and staff and everybody involved love the – strikeout to walk ratio and mm-hmm. uh, and you guys have been doing it really well well so you're on this pod because you are part of the taxi squad with mm-hmm. the cleveland indians and we want to know kind of what the process has been because you were in santa barbara in the off season you were at alumni weekend you know mm-hmm. i saw you a lot you're throwing pens so what was your off season like leading up to spring training and what were you anticipating like being your path this year if everything was normal uh yeah so my off season was kind of the same routine we've done now the last two years um, training in Summerlin with Peter um, and then throwing at you know throwing at the field to throwing our bullpens and everything at UCSB um, so yeah it was like a normal off season I was feeling really good strong um, in a good spot and then going into spring training, I had gotten there, like I, got, I had been there for maybe two weeks prior to the, the shutdown. Um, I had thrown in a couple games. I'd backed up, I think, two big league games. Um, and I was kind of just starting to feel good and like kind of getting my, my, my groove and like in the strike zone and things like that. Um, and then... I was just, yeah, anticipating breaking with the AAA team um, and then just pitching, hopefully pitching well. or And then if a spot opened up, uh, I wanted to, you know, be that guy. So that was kind of where, where I was hoping things would go this year. Obviously, everything changed um, with the pandemic and all that. But now being in Cleveland and being on the taxi squad, uh, I'm kind of in that same position I would have been if I was in, you know, in AAA. Um, 
So same, the same thing. I'm in that same spot now. It's just, I'm just waiting on a spot basically. Yeah. And it's, it's a little different scenario, something that we didn't mm-hmm. really envision. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you get sent home from spring training and you come back to Santa Barbara and like that period of like end of March, April, May, like what were you doing then? How were you keeping your mind right? How were you keeping your body right? And just like getting to the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, it was obviously an extremely weird scenario and the toughest part of the whole situation was like the unknown. So when we all got sent home, everyone was like, Oh, it's not going to be very long. Like you got to stay ready. You got to stay locked in any day, you know, we'll be right back, you know, kicking up the season. So mentally you're just trying to keep your arm in shape, keep your body in shape. And then as things started to kind of play out, you it started to realize like, well, this is going to be, this is going to be a little while. Like it's not going to be a two week or a month thing. Like it's going to be an extended period of time. Um, but nobody knew exactly how long. So I was really just like the whole time in that same mindset. Like I, I would be pitching in games anyway at this time. So why not kind of keep that same workload as like a season? So then whenever it kicks up, it's going to happen fast. Uh, I'm ready to go if, if my name is called. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we had a good group of guys in Santa Barbara. Um, we were all training together. Yang, Tommy, uh, JJ, Biebs, and um, Noah was there. T. Rowe was there a lot. Uh, so we were all like, we were all training um, and just kind of staying ready together. But yeah, it was it was definitely like a mental grind for sure because you never knew like, all right, when is this going to end? Like, are we even going to play this year? You know, what's going on? Um, so, yeah. Was- yeah. So when was like the first time that you heard something that felt legit? It was like, okay, this is kind of a target date. Um, I think it was like early June. Beebs kind of told me, he's like, yeah, we, they had like a, a team meeting, like the big league club at a team meeting and they set, God, I think it was like July 1st. They were like, you know, we're going to plan on that date. Um, to start like a camp or like a camp, like essentially like start spring training 2.0. And it wasn't like official or anything, but it was kind of the team's like start date. Like, Hey, let's prepare as if we're going to be playing some sort of baseball that that day um and then obviously the you know everything slowed down with the negotiations and all that but i knew kind of from when i heard that i was like okay there will be some sort of season um at some point and it was interesting because in my in my position obviously not being on the big league club i didn't know exactly what that meant for me um if i would be playing if I'd be taxi squad like I didn't know where I would be but I was just like hoping for hoping that I'd get picked I guess for the taxi squad and I was just like mentally I just told myself if you got nothing better to do you might as well be ready for that if uh if your name is called and then you know everything got got set and then they set the roster Uh, I got called and yeah here I am now 
So how'd you get to, so you're in, you're in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I talked to, so Tate, he's in Baltimore and they're training at a, at a low A facility and you guys are doing something similar. So what, so what is it like being on the, on the taxi squad? Like your daily routines, like what are you doing as far as protocols, testing and baseball Mm -hmm. stuff? So all our protocols are pretty much the same as uh, like the big league club. We get tested every other day. Um, we have like all the, you know, distancing protocols at the, the low A facility. They try to keep us as separate as possible. Um, so all of that's kind of similar. My day is, it start, it's like at 11 o'clock, we usually go in. Um, and then there's a sim game every day at 2.30. So depending if I'm pitching in it or not, if I am pitching in it, then I just show up around 12 uh, and then just prepare, get ready to pitch as if it's like a normal normal game day. Um, and then days I don't pitch, show up a little earlier at 11, get my work in, throwing, running, whatever training room work I need to do if I have to lift that day and then usually get out around 2.30 or 3, like right when the sim game starts. Um, so when you say sim game, is it like is it like an inter-squad scrimmage like at, at UC Santa Barbara practice? Is it like that or is it different? Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty much that. The thing is we don't have enough players to have nine on each side, so it's kind of weird because every time I'll be pitching, I'll have uh, – you know, no left fielder or no first baseman or something <laughs> like that. But we have some coaches here who, like, will try to fill in those positions. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just a, a scrimmage, basically, against each other. So I, I brought this up with Dylan. Do you feel like the college process, so, like, fall ball, prepared you for a situation like this where you're not playing real games but you're kind of in this limbo because that's what like fall is like fall. You're, you're constantly playing yourselves over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Obviously you're, you're playing looking forward to the season. So like, how is this? Cause there's no guarantee that you're going to be playing a real season. So how are you approaching it mentally as far as playing the same guys every single day, facing the same hitters and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, basically just approaching this as my season. So taking it like, this, the scrimmages as if they're, you know, they're, that's like my game day. These are my innings um, for this year. And yeah, I'd say like it is kind of a similar routine to like fall because yeah, you're, you're playing your own guys and like you're facing the same hitters over and over. You're facing your teammates. So it, you have to like mentally get over the fact that like, yeah, these are my teammates, but I need to compete against them because this is essentially my season. So I need to get, get my work in. I have to, and it's preparing me for if I do get the call or if I don't, it's, it's putting me in a, like what I do here puts me in the best position to be successful next year. So I'm just taking it, taking it like that. So I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention. So I maybe didn't do my homework, but have there been, guys going back and forth between taxi squad and big league teams, like amongst the big league clubs. Is that happening? Yeah. Um, that's been happening kind of a lot around the league. Um, 
especially the teams like with the Marlins and the Cardinals who've had like a couple outbreaks. And then there's a few teams that have been, I think it's the Astros who've been hit with a lot of injuries. So yeah, there, there's definitely guys like bouncing up and down. Um, in our particular case, we've had a pitcher kind of bounce up and down and then our, our starting catcher, Berto Perez got hurt. So we had like a guy get uh, bumped up from the taxi squad. Um, but yeah, we, our organization itself hasn't had a ton of movement, but around the league, yeah, for sure. There's been a, there's been a lot. So that, I mean, that's got to at least put that little thing in your mind where it's like, okay, I got to stay sharp because it's a realistic chance, like real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. It's like any day it can just all of a sudden, Hey, we need you. We need a lefty reliever. Like you're our guy. Let's go. Um, Boom. <laughs> yeah. You can think like one day I'm just going to the alternate site and pitching in sim games. And then the next day I could be pitching, you know, somewhere in the big league. So like, yeah, you have, it's, it's similar to like, I mean, it's just the same theme throughout this whole year. It's been like mm -hmm. weird situation, but you got to mentally stay locked in and focus because one day all this, like when we were training, you know, getting ready for the season, it was like, well, one day, I mean, the season's going to come and it's going to happen fast. Same with here. Like you could get the call tomorrow, you know, and you got to be ready for that, that situation. So, yeah, it sounds like you're embracing it and, and doing well. So what else are you doing besides baseball and, and sticking to your apartment? Like, how are you passing the time? You told me you didn't bring your golf clubs. I'm, I'm shocked. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I wish I had those. Um, playing a lot of Call of Duty. <laughs> I've been doing that a ton uh, just during this pandemic in general. Um, and then just kind of hanging out, watching baseball, watching movies, watch, you know, watching TV. Um, but yeah, Call of Duty's definitely passed a lot of time for me. Okay. Yeah, and you're doing your best to to stay safe, follow the protocols and mm -hmm. and and be ready for what your name is called and and we're all looking forward to that day and we think it's going to come soon. So Yeah, um, I hope so. Yeah. Well, Kyle, thanks for the time. Uh you look great. Sounds like you're doing great and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Alrighty. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you to our sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen, and thank you to our guests today, Peter, Dylan, and Kyle. Uh, glad that they could carve out some time in their schedule to talk to us about their baseball exploits this summer. 2020 has been weird for everybody, and we're just trying to compensate and adjust, just like Coach Checkets has always preached to us. So I hope you enjoyed that, and hopefully we'll be able to do that again down the road. Uh, maybe do a, a f after 40 games, something like that. So hope you enjoyed that. Next week, we've got J.J. Muno and Clay Fisher, two more heroes from that 2016 College World Series run, and uh, two guys that are really close. So we did uh, an interview with all three of us and, uh, and had some fun with that. Um, both of them playing minor league ball, um, unfortunately not playing this summer, but uh, – as J.J. Muno said, uh, always fun to open that yearbook. So that's what's on tap next week, J.J. Muno and Clay Fisher. And until then, uh, 
please stay safe. Get out, enjoy the sun, and uh, talk to you next week here on the Gash and I Pod.